0: Good morning, it's January 6th, and this is To My Liberal Friends. Well, the standoff in the vote to elect a new speaker of the House continues. There have been 12 votes now, and McCarthy has failed to reach the magic number on every one of them. But what he has done is garner 90% of the House Republicans to vote for him, actually more than 90%. But on the 12th vote, the number of Republicans opposing McCarthy had been reduced from 20 to 7. So only 7 people are holding this up. So who are these rebels? They're primarily members of the House Freedom Caucus. This is the far right wing of the House Republicans, and I suspect some of them are not really Republicans, but rather Libertarians. And as I've said before, I call them the Freedom from Governing Caucus. Among this group of seven, there are vocal leaders. Let's take a look at some of those. Andy Biggs, he represents a district in Mesa, Arizona. It's a solid Republican district, so Mr. Biggs does not really worry about getting elected. He should because his antics might attract a more reasonable Republican to challenge him in a primary. And I suspect if that happens, that challenger would be heavily funded. The other thing about Biggs is he's also an election denier, buying into Trump's false claims. Then we have Matt Gates. He hails from Florida. This is a sanctimonious fraud who's been accused of engaging in a sexual relationship with an underage girl. That is only one of the scandals surrounding Mr. Gates. He's also been under investigation involving an ally of his, Joe Greenberg, who was indicted on sex trafficking. And Gates is another election denier. On the floor of the House, he claimed that the mob attacking the Capitol on January 6th was not Trump supporters, but Antifa activists masquerading as Trump supporters. And this guy's in Congress? It's ludicrous. Then we have Bob Good, a congressman from Virginia that nobody's ever heard of before, and suddenly he's looking to be interviewed on TV. Now, you have some others, like Lauren Boebert, who never met a camera she couldn't get in front of. She comes from a solid Republican district in Colorado, but this last time won by less than 1% because of her antics. And I mention these names because once a speaker is named, they will disappear quickly, for the most part. The demands this group are making are ones that should never be made in total, and, and those guys wouldn't make them if they were McCarthy. Now, what are some of them? They want increased membership on the Rules Committee, which is the committee that dictates what bills come to the floor and how amendments are offered. And apparently, McCarthy's agreed to allow them to have, from the Freedom Caucus, two members of the Rules Committee. They want members put on key committees, whether they're in line for those committees or not. And they're demanding that some of their caucus members be made chairman of committees. Now, I don't think he can give in on that one because there's a procedure become. Now, the one demand they've made that I fully agree with is standalone votes on all appropriations bills. This is something that should have always been done, but Congress has not been able to do this, and so we see lame-duck omnibus bills being cobbled together like the $1.7 trillion one last month. That bill was over three, 4,000 pages long, and nobody can read an entire bill, and mind you, it's in bill language, and understand what's in it. And so we're going to have another vote, and I think McCarthy's going to finally get over because there were a couple of Republicans that support him that were absent today, like Congressman Buck, who had a medical procedure done. Now, the second subject I want to talk today is Joe Biden. It's become more obvious that he fully intends to become the first octogenarian president of the United States, and he could well die in office of old age. <clears throat> Biden will be 82 when he runs, and he should, fill, should he fill the entire four years, he would be 86. Given his lack of mental acuity right now, who knows how bad it will be in six years. I say this because suddenly he is acknowledging that we have a problem on the southern border. He has even announced that he will visit the border this Sunday. It will be the first time he has been to the border despite millions of people illegally crossing it during his presidency. In a speech from the White House with Vice President Harris standing stoically behind him, he said that we need to make some changes, and he's prepared to make them. Biden said that the administration will now accept 30,000 immigrants per month from Nicaragua, Cuba, Haiti, and Venezuela under some form of humanitarian parole program. Well, let's see how that fleshes out. He said that anyone not coming under that program would be expelled under Title 42. Now, I didn't mention that his administration is trying to end Title 42 in the courts. The most important part of this announcement was migrants from those countries. Who wish to come to the United States must apply from their home countries first including through a phone app they're going to put out before traveling to the US. They must have a US sponsor and if they're approved they can actually fly into the country by plane. The Department of Homeland Security also announced it will propose a new rule placing additional restrictions on migrants seeking asylum in the United States. If approved, the new rule will target asylum seekers who unlawfully entered the U.S. and failed to seek protection in a country through which they traveled on their way to the U.S. Those asylum seekers will be subject to, quote, a rebuttal presumption of asylum ineligibility, end quote, except in certain circumstances. Homeland Security Secretary Alexandro Mayorkas said all of this during a press conference. Officials said the announcements are meant to send a message to migrants that they should apply for entry to the United States before leaving their home countries and that circumventing the process will result in expulsion. The reaction to pressure from both sides of the aisle finally forced Biden to admit he's got a crisis on his hands. About 5 million migrants have crossed the border since he became president. And if that's not a crisis, I don't know what is. But the real test will be how much enforcement will be in place. To date, the administration has not enforced any of the immigration laws currently on the books. This has been to my liberal friends. Thanks for listening.